Hi guys, thank you very much for choosing to listen to the Sims FC podcast. The following podcast this week was a little bit difficult to manage. Obviously when recording on Zoom, there are things that are just out of our control, maybe like some background noise, you know, the notification may be going off, and also sometimes the lack of internet connection and things might get a little bit fuzzy. So obviously we apologise for that. Other than that, please enjoy. Thank you. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Sims FC podcast, the biggest podcast for the biggest club at uni. Today, alongside my co-host, Wellis, we're joined by some people from the wider world of St Mary's sport. We have Freddie, who plays cricket and lacrosse. Freddie, do you want to say hello? Hello. We've got Jess, who plays ladies hockey. Jess, do you want to say hello? Hiya. And we've also got Alice, who is part of women's football. Hi, guys. So, uh, good to have you on today, guys. I just thought I'd start by asking you what you're doing in, the, in this weather. It's hot today, isn't it? So, it's quite a different podcast today. I think everyone's on a bit edge. Very hot, very sweaty. Is that all right to say? I don't know. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. what, 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 what are you lot up to? I'm not, I'm not doing a lot. Um, luckily, we're allowed to do some cricket training. So, <clears throat> I've been getting out and doing some netting, some batting in the nets. Um, and I've recently decided to waste all my money on buying some golf clubs, uh, <laughs> which is great fun. You haven't, you haven't used them at all yet, have you? Uh, I, I, I used them once and I nearly threw it straight over the hedge. So, <laughs> yeah, it's going well. Yeah. No, I know as well, obviously, we have to mention it, as much as we hate it. Congratulations to women's football on securing the uh, sponsorship of Athlete Manny's. There is oh, obviously a lot of things that were said and uh, done in order to <laughs> stop the end of the day. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a battle. I'll say that. as a battle. It's very close. And, yeah, yeah, it, it did come close. I, I heard a lot of uh, second and third accounts were made to uh, follow it. And then... <laughs> To follow like and uh, get the sponsorship. No, we used a lot of that. Actually, the way we did it, we went after um, celebrity female footballers that we knew. So a lot of us do have contacts at like one of my friends, Chelsea, who I played with, has like 50k on Instagram. So that's that's what we did as our like main tactic. But yeah, <laughs> but it's handy to have those as friends, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, end of the day, fair play, you did win fair and square. So there's not a lot we can say about that. <laughs> It is what it is, I suppose. It yeah. is what it is. <laughs> At least it didn't go to Roehampton cheerleading. That was yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. That was pissed me off. It was yeah. so cool. I saw, I saw like on the results, it was like St. Mary's men, St. Mary's women's football, and it was like 1,000 odd votes. And then yeah. the third and four were like 200, 300. Like, they just couldn't be asked. Not a sport, not a uni. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, moving on. So, <laughs> this month has been uh, Pride Month. So, and we discussed previously about um, LGBTQ and obviously uh, in, in the sport and 
how maybe players could be a little bit more encouraged to maybe be a bit more comfortable in themselves, but obviously it might be a little bit difficult in, in the sporting world. Uh, Troy Deeney, the Watford uh, football captain, recently had an interview um, saying that just statistically that there's got to be um, a bisexual or gay member of teams in general across the UK. Now, obviously, we can apply that to the general sporting world and starting with uh, Freddie and uh, Cookie All Across, whichever one you want to talk about, I suppose, mainly cricket. Has there been like many examples of many people coming out in cricket and um, talking about it, or did cricket kind of in, see that? Um, sorry, does cricket kind of seen that sport where it? You look from the outside in when you got like people like, like Freddie Flintoff, where he would always joke that he'd be half soaked when he was already playing. You know, he's playing internationally for England. Isn't that kind of surround that makes it hard for maybe someone to come out? Do you think? <laughs> Um, so uh, in cricket, I don't, I can't think of any like obvious cases where someone has come out. But <coughs> with cricket, it's, it has got quite a uh, similar to a rugby vibe, where with the social side of it, where I think it may be a little bit harder for some people to feel more comfortable. I suppose, like you're saying, but I think it's it's pretty in a all inclusive sport, and I definitely think there's. Jesus, I don't know. Uh, definitely, there's room for. Well, I don't know, really, mate. To be honest with you, like, I've not come across anybody who's gay or bisexual or famous who's gay or bisexual. But I definitely think it's a inclusive sport where people should feel comfortable with it. But like you were saying with that Freddie Flintoff, times are definitely changing. Like, <clears throat> the professionals aren't doing that as much. I mean, Ben Stokes actually got arrested for supporting a gay person yeah. by punching some guy in Bristol. So, does that count as inclusive? Not really sure. But, yeah, but <laughs> supportive, not at least. Not supportive. Yeah. Obviously, now as well, um, Alice with ladies football. Um, now, this might be a bit... I, I don't mean it to sound sexist or like be a stereotype, but do you find maybe women find it easier to maybe come out and there's a bit more of a group supporting you there? I would say it's very, very common in ladies football. Like, it's kind of anything goes. Um, <laughs> like, and I love it that way. Like, it is, it is like, you know, obviously I've had teammates that are lesbian, are bi. I've had teammates that, two teammates on the same team at Fulham that were married. Like, yeah, it's a lot more like prevalent and open and in women's football I find than maybe like men's football and men's sports in general and do you find like from a playing perspective when you're on the pitch because of that you've got a better understanding of each other and the chemistry is better and do you find sort of the results are better because everyone's more comfortable do you think that has an impact I would say that I don't know it any different, so I couldn't really say whether it would be better because I've never played, you know, men's football. But I would say, yeah, when obviously like team cohesion is really important and something we do a lot at some areas is like the week, the importance of those weekly socials and making sure obviously all the freshers are included because it does, it 100% does make a difference on the pitch when you know your players and, you know, I guess maybe sexuality does not have something to do with that. But yeah, I couldn't say it makes it better, but definitely is part of it and that team cohesion is a massive thing 
no, but but you know, it's hard because obviously when we talk about it with men's football, you know, there's that stigma and the camaraderie that goes with everything. Like like we said before about maybe cricket and now Freddie said it's a little bit, and I'll correct you here, like egg ball, not like the R word. Sorry, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> so, like, you know, like, obviously, we, we have it from that point of view, and that, and I suppose that's why maybe sometimes you see maybe chemistry is not as much on, <clears throat> but it's interesting hearing you talk about it, where because you know your teammates and you know how they're comfortable and you know what they're going to be like on the field as well, regardless. You know, there's nothing holding you back than going forward and playing. Uh, what's it like from a, a hockey standpoint as well, and Jess? Like, what's the kind of club situation in terms of? Uh, you know, like comfortable with uh, people being their sexuality, obviously on the pitch, off the pitch. Um, yeah, pretty much like Alice, really. And um, there's quite a lot of like stigma that goes with women's hockey. Is that a lot of them like people think that you have to be a lesbian to play hockey um, or something like that. Um, but I've played hockey since I was six years old, and we're playing with ladies much older than me who were in relationships with each other and. From a young age, it it does sort of prepare you in life that actually that everything is okay and you just sort of accept everything and that it's like people want to be with same-sex people or bi or anything like that, then it is absolutely like wonderful and they set such a good standard from a young age by playing in clubs and everything. So then when you come to university, I was actually quite shocked actually that we don't have any um, lesbians or anything like that in um, in our team. And I was like a bit shocked by it because normally you, you do get someone like football, as, as Alice said. Um, but I think it's, it's a bit different in men's hockey. You don't have quite the, I don't know, people don't sort of express themselves as much. Um, so you think of England hockey, your ex-captain was um, Helen Richardson Walsh. And then her partner was also on the same team, which is Kate. And they got married. Um, so they set like, a great example for anyone who was playing the sport that it's okay to come out, but you don't quite see it in the in the men's thing. <laughs> neighbour drilling again. <laughs> no, that, that one was a fart. That one was. A fart. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, it would be nice, I think, if uh, sort of men's hockey, especially like if England men hockey, it would. Have, <laughs> people that would sort of express themselves a bit more, I think. Um, so then it gives it gives a chance for other men who may be gay um, to then actually think that it's okay and that they're not gonna be ridiculed by their teammates and then feel the inclusion that everyone else should have. So. No, it's, no, it's good. I, I always find, and you know, again, you know, I'm my bit stereotypist again, but I've always kind of seen like men's hockey where, because I, I I don't necessarily play the sport, so maybe it's a lack of understanding or maybe a lack of empathy. But I've always found it's like, oh, men with stick hit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I, but I don't know why. But and I've always. And I've about football. Heard, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's fully fair enough. But, and I like there's so much success about the women's game, and I feel like that there was a bit more class and element to it. Whereas I find maybe because I don't hear as much success about men's hockey. I've kind of got that yeah. view. I've played yeah. hockey once, <laughs> and it was it was I reckon it was the hardest sport I've ever played. It, it's it's really difficult to like <laughs> yeah. get ping the ball off the ground and stuff. Uh, when you watch, that's it, why you're I decided like, to go and go. Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of people underestimate the sport and how much 
skill yeah. actually goes into it and <coughs> like the fitness is it's very very similar to football in the way that you play and like all your tactics and everything mm. at the end of the day you just don't kick the ball you hit it with a stick so, yeah. so a long way down isn't it especially yeah you pretty much spotted the entire 70 yeah. minutes <laughs> That's they, have, they have good buns hockey players <laughs> so with uh with jumping in quickly with uh lacrosse and hockey are they fairly, I don't know, the, the intensity is fairly similar? <coughs> Could you um, say that? Yeah. Uh, I, I would call lacrosse hockey in the air. That's, that's how I describe it, basically. <laughs> um, the, men's, the men's and women's games are so different, though. So women's is, I, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but women's is non-contact, basically. Whereas men's is pads, helmet. Hit, hit each other for no reason like, like you could be six feet away from the ball and I could just push you over for no reason just so I got the ball it's like and you could just hit each other on the arms with the stick uh, you can't hit each other on the head but it does happen <laughs> so like it's a very intense game like physically but then also you've got to have some sort of I think you've got to have something mentally wrong with you in order to actually play it to be honest you can say uh, that about any sport though within yeah. male and male because unfortunately it is biology males are stronger quicker they're going to play a faster game whether it's in football hockey lacrosse that is just how it is like yeah. we can't we can't do anything about it like we just play to our strengths as much as we can I think, yeah, it just changes the way you play the game. It doesn't necessarily make it better or worse, but no. it's a different game. And like, yeah. It's the same with women's football. Like, yeah, the tackles might not be as big and like as many crunches, but you just kind of work around it. Or you play more. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just, it just comes out differently. I think like, women, we're just more skillful and smarter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I do also talk about in football how obviously the different journalists play different maybe uh, tempo of game if you compare them but watching last year's soccer aid I know it's a charity game it's not exactly professional it's you know, it's a, you know it's a charity for UNICEF but for the first time they introduced having women's players play alongside men's players and I thought even though it's literally just a friendly it's a bunch of celebrities and old professionals playing together how is that like going to work because if they play at a certain intensity or if someone comes in with a tackle, are they put in rules maybe stop um, them tackling women as hard? But then I thought, but then again, to be fair, they're ex-professionals. They can hold their own. So, Yeah, I think it's, that's an interesting conversation. Like, I'll, I'll definitely say the way I got in, like, would say I got decent at football was through playing with boys, like all the way through school. I played like in the boys' teams rather than the girls' teams. And then when I got to college, I like basically had an argument with one of the managers, but then ended up playing for the lads' college side rather than the academy team. Mm. And 
it, make, it makes you tougher 100%. I don't know whether it would be a full-time um, thing to obviously play like full-time in a professional game with like mixed teams, but it definitely, it's a challenge, but I think a lot of women like that sort of challenge and especially growing up, like maybe the differences are more noticeable as an adult, but as a child, like 100%, like you, you just have to keep up with them or like you just have to. So I think it helps grow the game but yeah I don't know whether that would be a getting over the fear of yeah it is getting over the fear of like oh they're gonna potentially injure me or do something that's gonna be bad but you see it with hockey netball actually quite a lot of sports now do play mixed and like as a social kind of thing like mm. over the summer or something like that and you see like men playing netball and they absolutely love it so it's <laughs> I think every sport should be for everyone. Like it shouldn't yeah. just be a, a man's game and a women's game. It should be for whoever wants to play it. Like we've got women's rugby, we've got women's football, like but it should be for everything really. So I 100% agree. And even like last year we did a, um, after we'd done well in the league, I think it was for futsal, we did a mixed training session with the, with the boys futsal team. That was such an experience because obviously they've done so well this year as well. Like, they know the game probably, because we've had, like, what? We only had 12 weeks of actual, like, coaching and professional training at the end of last season. We've just been sort of winging it. So, to have, obviously, train with those boys, like, is a really good experience. And, yeah, it is that kind of initial, oh, do I go in hard, do I not? But, yeah, I think. And I'm sure the from doing that mixed training session, I'm sure you both learn a lot off of each other. So I'm sure yeah. there's things the boys would have taken from that training session and put that, like, applied to their game. So yeah. I think that is, that's one positive, that maybe next year that could be something that could be pushed, introducing... I know with men's and women's Gaelic, they train together. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I, I, th I think that's something going forward. It, it could work for certain sports because you can learn different things from different people and uh, it could just improve the club as a whole not men's and women's but make it better for the whole uni mm. well, that's just my thoughts yeah because we get quite a lot of um development players that come through so they just um they sign up at the at the played hockey before and if you've got men and like, women training at the same time and the men's have got development players then they really should be doing the trainings together so like the development players can then all learn together, make new friends because they'll be in their first year. Like you're all, they'll all be in the sort of same experience. So I just thought that could be something that we could try and like, not just like across all sports really. Cause I know like quite a lot of the, like, either the women's and foot, like men's they play football together or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Good <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Um, just drawing on what you said earlier about how, you kind of like branch off like sometimes you might typically think of netball as like a women's sport and hockey maybe towards that as well and then you've got your football and your egg ball more as your men's sport but for me that always that boiled down from like in primary because like I remember in primary school it would always be whenever it came around to <coughs> different sports in the year you would always have a girls team go off and play netball or like in secondary school it would always be a girls netball team and then they go and compete and this might just be a personal thing for me. I don't know if it was different for you guys, but I know certainly here in Wales, it, it's such a concentration that men do men's sports, you know, the men sports, women, yeah. uh, women sports, obviously the vertical commas. Like, 
And to get that kind of mix, do you think it's got to go back into like schooling systems to encourage younger <coughs> boys, younger girls to play different mixes of sport to get yeah. more people? I think, I think definitely. Yeah. I mean, definitely in my primary school, uh, if like I went off and played football or something, and then a, like a girl joined us, some of the boys, I was like, oh, you're a girl, you can't play this. And I was just a bit like, oh, you can, because you're better than you. So I think <laughs> it's definitely something that's got to go back all the way back to primary school like encouraging that mix like Alice said were you on the playground did you join the boys and stuff yeah 100% yeah I I think it's like primary school is so important and like Elle you'll definitely know this being a primary school teacher but like you're learning so much stuff at primary school and I think if you can get all those like just views of mixed sports is okay and can be good then like I think that's going to be really uh, good for the long run of sport in general, and especially mixed sport and just inclusiveness. A hundred percent agree. Like the school I went to, like we did all sports pretty much. I would, well, I'd say we almost did all sports. We never did hockey, which I like have just sort of realised that we never did hockey at all. So like, not all really ever did hockey. But um, as like between the girl and boy, girls and boys split like we'd go off and do football and the boys would go do rugby and then the boys would go do netball and we'd go do like, like they always just literally swap over. So everyone would do everything. But um, I definitely think it's a part of it because we've had like from the the school that I went to in Woking, we've had like three or four really successful female footballers come from that. So I think it's definitely a part of it. Was that, were the boys and girls still split then? Yes, as in it was like PE and girls PE but like say we did tennis one week and they did football or like a term and then we'd swap yeah everyone would kind of uh, do okay. everything so yeah so it was still split they were doing each every sport but it was still split yeah 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 I, I suppose that's um that's for for kids who don't know what they're good at or don't know what they like if you're just getting pushed into football and netball in PE every week and you're not getting the opportunity to try for example hockey try lacrosse or something definitely don't try lacrosse <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, for, for kids if they if they don't get the chance to try them they probably won't pursue it in future nah, yeah, 100%. so I feel like it, it, it is good to give them a taste of everything yeah I think the first time I've crossed lacrosse is at uni because you look at you look at the schooling sort of education education system and they just don't pump in the money to go like through all the sort of sporting like areas and there's so many schools throughout throughout england just don't have the equipment so that's why netball and football are the easiest sports for them to do especially if they're yeah. in a school or something because they it's like cheap it's so cheap just to have a bag of netballs and a bag of footballs you can put a court you can put a, a pitch up anywhere whether it's in the playground yeah. or like unfortunately for hockey it is you're either unless your parents or siblings or something play for a club or you're at a private school that's the only way you're going to get it. And it's so frustrating to see, like I've worked in schools before I came to uni doing coaching and teaching assistant jobs and stuff and going in there and then being like, well, I don't know what hockey is. 
purely because they've never had the chance to go and pick up a hockey stick because they just don't they yeah. don't have the equipment, they don't have the facilities on like nearby and I think for like and it's for all sports not just for hockey for like lacrosse like all similar to cricket as well I think it's yeah and it's it's a shame that we don't have the government really pushing for all these different kind of clubs to go in maybe once a week or something and trying a new sport with all the all the children so they have those opportunities to do it so it's yeah <laughs> when you're when you love sport so much and you just like you see these kids that just don't have have the chance really yeah they don't have the chance to love it do they yeah <laughs> yeah Okay, moving on to sporting role models. I know that um, you know, that this is quite an important time in in sport. You know, I think uh, the UK, I think over the last kind of ten years, has really been at its peak with a lot of sports stars coming through. You think of obviously the twenty twelve Olympics, now successful they were there. Um, England football team getting to the two thousand eighteen semi final of the World Cup. You've had great success as well obviously ladies hockey I've heard and um, women's football as well the amount of people tuned in to watch the last women's world cup was absolutely phenomenal uh, obviously men England's men winning the cricket world cup as well we've had a decade of quite good sport uh, as a whole I think um, but starting off with um, Alice and Jess to see a lot more women on TV and promoting their sport and a lot more women's sport being televised, there's a lot of argument where people still don't consider uh, women's sport professional, which I think is like completely wrong. And like their argument case for it is that because it's not televised, there's not like sponsorship and different things inside of it. And because there's obviously not a, as much money being pumped into women's sports, obviously it has been more of a struggle for you, uh, you know, for them where they do have to maybe rely heavily on, on sponsorship or you know the, the little pay that they do get compared but other than that how fantastic is it to see more women on tv and more women's sports on tv um i think it's really like i think it just is really successful like and it just drives on the younger generation like obviously I said like my school like a lot of us did play football and there was a lot of like success with that football team but outside of that like there's not there's like there wasn't that many teams near me there wasn't this there wasn't that but like I coach a um a year sixes um a group of year sixes in Woking occasionally and the amount of interest in that group and the amount of girls that want to be in that group like it's the like district team is insane like it there's so many kids that girls younger girls that want to play football and it definitely was down to like the latest fa cup and the world cup like everyone was watching it and watching this success 100 percent think it's like a key thing um even like when i um joined fulham like we'd go in and see the younger age groups and their faces like it was like someone like insane like walked into the room but obviously i wouldn't see it that way at all but they're looking at looking at you like you're like the biggest thing and it's just crazy the way that like they look up to you but yeah it's a massive part of it 100 percent. no i know that the women's game in football is really progressing and you know really hope that uh you know that that, that continues uh obviously moving forward uh jess i can't remember if it, sam quick won a gold 
in Rio or London? Was it Rio? Uh, Rio, yeah. So they came third in 2012 um, and then in 2016, yeah, they won the gold. And it was just the most incredible moment because it was down to penalty flicks and it was literally just like they were equal the whole way. And then Maddie Hinch then saved the last one and then we got ours in and they... So it was just amazing. Like my whole family were in tears watching the screen. They were like glued to it. <laughs> um, so yeah, and it's just like how, like Alice said, like after the Football World Cup, like after 2016 and we, like us winning the gold, it just saw like a massive surge in um, people getting involved in hockey, which is just what sports need, especially women's sports as well, because we don't get the sort of the respect and all the television and everything like that that men's sports do. So obviously that is our time to shine when it is the Olympics and we and we made it so far and just did so well in it. And it was, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's so good when that kind of happens because everyone that they put their like whole world and they're like on the line for it, like it's, there's so much dedication to it. And it just then gives us results by then increasing sort of people getting back into the sport. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it was a, it was like, that's by far like my best moment of watching hockey. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I've seen a lot more that um, women's hockey, women's tennis is a lot more televised. I know they on Channel yeah. Sport, they, you know, obviously before lockdown, I know that there was quite a lot. You know, there's must be a women's tournament for tennis every. I would say probably like nearly every three weeks. I think of what, what I was watching on yeah. like TV, like like mm -hmm. smaller tournaments, or like obviously the majors, and you know, just the amount of things that were televised was fantastic. The only reason I said. Uh, Sam Quick, I didn't forget about the rest of the team, but just because I've seen Sam Quick since that winning moment go on to do so much TV and not just like whenever there's hockey on, like, and she's like commentator, but I mean, she's gone off and like uh, branched out, she's like, been on like different like sports panel shows. Like, I know she's yeah, yeah. she sports a few times, um, a league of their own. That's <coughs> quite cool. Um, I think I quite, quite a lot of people she know her. She went on I'm a Celebrity, quite a lot of people actually, like saw her there and then I think that's where she kind of then blew up even more and they were like oh actually she's a really great person she's been on like question of sport and everything like that and she's really doing sort of world of hockey like good because she's getting like the name of it all out there and just right absolutely going into detail on her experience and everything and when you've got someone like that and then you've got like Alex Danson as well so she's just retired um if they're just really sort of setting a great example for everyone like in the sport of hockey so it's good it's good oh good it's um it really is obviously we've got more <laughs> oh yeah no exactly yeah it's, it's just i suppose they only pick those examples out because i suppose they're the ones i've really heard of more like you say because they've just taken i suppose the promotion to another level by going on to like more maybe mainstream media stuff whereas <coughs> i suppose hockey maybe isn't as much in, in the mainstream like viewing sometimes so for them to go on there and to get the publicity is really fantastic and obviously like said, yeah. help the uh, sport grow yeah and then Freddie we're obviously gonna have to talk to you about the England team winning the World Cup um, yeah. did they, didn't they then lose the ashes but won the World Cup or am I getting yeah, it yeah we, 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 we don't talk about that <laughs> uh, so yeah so we won the World Cup so uh, Pretty much dominated in the group stage, apart from against Australia, where we had a little bit of a, bit of a slip up. But then the final was such a. I think I think it was a huge moment for cricket because cricket's. 
I mean, the amount of people I've talked to who go, I can't believe you play cricket. I can't believe you sit there for seven hours in a day. I mean, I love it because I'm a, I'm a lazy, I'm a lazy person. Um, uh, uh, so many people go, like, cricket's boring. You just, you just stand still. And like, yeah, you do stand still. But I think when people watch that World Cup final, when it was on, uh, I think it was on Channel Four. I'm not wrong. I know it was on Sky Sports, but I think it was like made terrestrial as well. Yeah, like, no, the amount of people I think, I think who right. watched it. That. Yeah. I, think was, yeah, I think it wasn't Channel 4 I think a lot more people then obviously got to watch it apart from yeah they watched it and then the amount of people who got generally excited about someone running 22 yards was ridiculous right. and, that, and, that. Um, and wasn't it clashing with the Wimbledon final as well uh, yeah yeah it was yeah so I, I think my mum went to uh, went to a mate's house and was just flicking between the channels and I was like stop flicking between the channels just many watch people the cricket you've got to watch laptops, TV yeah yeah, yeah. Was going on. Uh, yeah that's probably the first time I've ever watched cricket and I was excited so yeah exactly, exactly. I was exactly. working in Trafalgar Square where they had it on the big screen and everyone just freaked out all climbed in the mountain like right into the fountain sorry like right in the water on the top it was so good uh, yeah my uh my girlfriend recorded me uh, reacting to the super over and I'm like running around the room, not a big room, running around like screwing my head up to say, run! I think that did wonders for <laughs> participation because cricket numbers were going like down. So like my club back home, we three years ago, we had four teams that we could put out each Saturday like reliably. And now we're struggling to get two out, like, and it's just such a shame to see because it, I love the sport. I've got so much passion for it, but some people obviously don't see the same as me. But then that World Cup final really, I think, has really helped. And it's such a shame that obviously what has happened this year has happened because I think this year would have seen a massive spike in, in interest for cricket, especially and. Uh, <laughs> but like similar to hockey it's just not a sport you do at school often um, I don't think I ever did it at primary school I think the only reason I played was because my dad used to play and so I went down to the club but yeah I, th I think that World Cup created so many role models and sparked real interest in the sport and, was, and then obviously that Ben Stokes uh, Ashes innings as well um, which I'm sure You've all heard about if you haven't seen, but I mean, he also won Sports Personality of the Year, didn't he? Yeah, so, I, was just, I was just gonna be uh, a legend, that, you know, a legend. Uh, that's huge because I can't remember when was the last time I don't mean this is a dig, I'm just generally asking when was the last time <laughs> a cricket or someone representing cricket? Uh, so high in the sport, Flintoff won it, Flintoff won Sports Personality in I think 2005 for his Ashes for the Ashes series. Oh, yeah. Because that was if it, if it wasn't 2005, it was 2006. Um, but he he won it because he was man of the series. Um, because it was just ridiculous. But like, I, I think I think that 2005 that Ashley series created a lot of role models. But then I don't think there was anything like that until last year. Mm. So that's what like 14, 15 year gap where there hasn't really been any role model like moments like those like those series. I mean Freddie Flintoff's the reason I got into cricket. 
purely because I didn't know anybody else called Freddie. And I was like, oh, that's my name. I like that. Yeah, I'll do that sport. You're like, oh, he's my um, idol. <laughs> <laughs> my hero. Oh, yeah, I'm actually Freddie Flintoff. Like, you know him. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a big like, hiatus in moments for like, people to be role models. And I think last year was just massive for the sport. All right, so I'm sure you're all aware of the decision Bucks have made to suspend competition until January. I know that's for football anyway. How do you, what's your thoughts on that and how do you think that's going to impact your sport this season? Um, yeah, mixed thoughts. Um, I literally found out about it yesterday um, because I'm actually not on the committee this year, but so I was quite shocked. Um, it's, I think it's good and bad. Obviously, we've got, because we are a small university and for hockey especially, we only have one team. So um, that's both men's and women's. And it kind of depends on who you have within that team. So if you've got some hockey players who are super, super dedicated, want to like win everything, are like all about competition, then I think it is a massive shame for them, especially like, I'm probably the most comp competitive person ever and <laughs> like, I don't like to lose <laughs> and obviously being my third year it is it's quite sad because we don't get the chance to sort of prove ourselves and we've we've had a bit of an unlucky two years we've lost our coach both years halfway through the season so we've we've <coughs> struggled with our team over the past two years well whilst I've been there in my, in, at uni so it's we kind of thought, oh well, if we get a coach for the whole season, we have a, we've got a, like a pretty decent team coming up from our freshers that came in last year, then we'd actually have a good chance to to get promoted or something, or at least do better than we have in the league. But now it's a bit of a shame because we won't have that chance unless unless they sort of start it up in January and we can keep going through. So we'll just have to treat it as a a big old preseason, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think I think most sports are going to have to do that. <laughs> But I guess then it is, then you do have the pros of, because like I said earlier, we do have development players that come in. It does give them a chance to, because normally they, they wouldn't get to play in our, in our Bucks team. So at least we know that if we're playing just sort of for training and for the fun and just getting some, some level of matches in, we can actually include them in the, in the matches and get, some, get them some pitch time, which is obviously then a massive benefit for them. It would make them want to sort of, continue playing the sport and like get better at playing hockey not just in training but then actually having the sort of match experience that you get which is completely different to what you do in training so so yeah pros and, pros and cons like <laughs> it's all what about you freddie what do you think uh, with yeah so with cricket i mean our season doesn't start till may anyway uh, the outdoor um we do do indoor cricket which over the last couple of years we've we've done pretty well, then we got to the national competition three years in a row. Uh, came second in it two years ago. Um, but I, I, I think the indoor indoor season it's not really a there's not a massive like goal for us anymore. I don't think um, we've lost a lot of players, and I, I, I think the general feeling around the club about indoor cricket is it's a pretty negative one because um, it's I. I I hate indoor cricket personally. It's just oh, Josh, I'm happy with you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> nah. 
it's because Hyundai can't run, so that's why he loves it. Um, nah, yeah, I, I don't really know. I, I think we're going to look to see if we can set, set up some sort of friendlies. But again, that competition really like, starts in, I think it started in December for us last year, maybe November. So we may see it happen. I don't really, I don't really know, but uh, full across is definitely a definitely a shame because the girls did so well last year. They won their league. I think they lost one game, uh, scored over a hundred goals. Like they absolutely smashed it, and they got pretty much the same team this year. Mm. And for them not to have the chance to like try beat that league, which I think they could do. Um, it's a real shame, but also for the men's, like it was our first season last year, and uh, I mean, so I was captain of the of the men's team last year, and uh, <laughs> my goal going into this uh, going into the year was to win a quarter of a match. Uh, we actually won three matches, like and like smashed it. So it's a real shame that again we can't prove on that uh, with like league results anyway. But I think having just friendlies will boost lacrosse and the club to be fair uh, there's a lot of it's it's a small club with a lot of members if that makes sense yeah um, so I think I think if we get a lot of game time in it'll be it'll be huge for the development of the teams um, so like like Jay of hockey there's, there's pros and cons but I mean there's always going to be pros and cons Obviously, I'm a competitive person so I, I, would, I would have loved a competition like league standings and stuff but if it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen, really. But. And uh, with with everything going on, they've sort of they've brought back football, the Premier League. The Premier League's sort of underway at the moment. But for the likes of cricket, I know cricket isn't back yet. I'm not sure if hockey's back yet. That's not. Do you do you feel there's you've been? I don't really know how to word it, but almost like it's bit unjust that football's allowed to start again but cricket where you ca- you can socially distance and you can keep away from everyone that, that that's not allowed back yet so this is what the ECB so the ECB made a statement uh, a couple of days ago where they say they're working with the government closely but they're saying it's got similar uh, principles to the activities that have been allowed to start, so like similar to golf and tennis, but because it, it's a non-contact sport, like you don't tackle each other in cricket, uh, unless you get in a fight, which does sometimes happen. Um, I like it's a non-contact sport. I, I don't see why cricket can't start. The only I think the only issue that's holding it back is having to use just one cricket ball and like passing it around the field and like so many people touching it uh, and then obviously if, like, if you were to disinfect it that's it's called ball tampering so a bit like the Aussies got taught caught cheating with the sandpaper down his pants um, it's like it's considered cheating so I, I think that's the only thing that's stopping it from coming back uh, sooner <laughs> uh, but like yeah like the ECB said like they're working closely with the government and I think they're hoping for the 4th of July to be if not a starting point close enough to a starting point um, hopefully get some cricket in because I think this will be the first summer since I was about nine that I wouldn't have played any cricket. And that's, it's not, not a nice the, feeling. 
What's the latest with uh, hockey then, Jess? What's happening with that? Um, I haven't heard a lot. I know that you can sort of go back to sort of like one-to-one sessions with your coach. If you're um, like professional, then you can go do that because they'll offer it. Um, at the moment, I think they're just trying to understand sort of opening all the facilities back up because with AstroTurf is it's not just a, a one sport like hockey doesn't just play on it you can play football on it you can play netball on it so I think if they have to open it for one sport they have to open it for all of the other sports so obviously they're trying to sort of just think about what they're going to do um, and hockey isn't meant to be a contact sport but it can be <laughs> depending on how aggressive you are <laughs> um, uh, and it's not like cricket where you handle the ball obviously you're using sticks but you do get quite close you are sort of within the one meter if you tackle each other you think you can have your face right up against someone else's um so I think it's just sort of they're bringing it back slowly but one-to-one sessions maybe it's very small groups of maybe three or four children to one coach and it's just sort of disinfecting everything like they're and like taking the time to actually doing it properly um which is what you want because you want you want the health and safety of if like if you're coaching some children, obviously you don't want to have like a lawsuit against you if they if they suddenly get coronavirus <laughs> um, because you didn't disinfect like a hockey stick or something. But but yeah, it's just it's the chance they've got to take. Like it's if anything with them reopening the pubs and everything like that. Like it, you're never gonna know, are you? There's not a, a right or wrong answer. No. And Alice, with playing at a quite a high level at Fulham, what's what's their approach been to the restart and how you can get back to playing, I suppose. Um, they're kind of, it's similar to what Jess said, like we, they're, well, they haven't done it yet, but they're planning to bring back sort of um, one-to-one sessions or like sessions of sort of like four or five with one coach and then they're on one half of the pitch and then you're on the other half of the pitch. But I think obviously the focus for the club at the moment has been getting the men back because the men are back playing. So there it was the same when we locked down like they took away first of all they took away all the kids like no kids were allowed on the training ground like at all and then we got moved out off site and then everyone sort of got moved away in that order so it's like the kids went first then we went then the men went and then it'll be it'll be the same coming back so obviously they have to plan around the men and that's the way it is at the training ground so obviously when the men are in we can't be there um, we can't use the same rooms as them. We can't use the same toilets as them. We can't use the same pitches as them. So I think they're just planning the logistics of getting us back in around them. And obviously, if they play on a Sunday, that changes their tra- training schedule. Like they'll be in completely different days than say they play on like a Monday. Then they're in different days. So how can like for us, how can we plan around that when most of us have like full time jobs or are at university? So they can't have us in at different days like they do with the men because we're not full-time. So it is finding that day that the men are never going to be in. But I don't think... At the mo- they're sort of planning. It's, it's, we should be back hopefully by the end of June is what we've been told. But, yeah. And then, obviously, on the Bucks decision, like, the whole club is gutted. Like, so gutted. Like, we won two out of three of our leagues. And, like, the committee's been working mad hard. Like, the new, the new sort of six committee members have literally been working so so hard so obviously they're gutted to see that we might not come back but the successes that we had last year and we're kind of in for a really good year especially with futsal and the first team did really well to win the league but then we're robbed of promotion so I think everyone's kind of 
we gave him sort of a week to get over the heartbreak of the decision really <laughs> a lot of the girls like heartbreak but yeah it is what it is and then the gift basket feel <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Still> better soon <laughs> it was it was it almost yeah it was a bit like that it's just yeah emotional especially yeah obviously uh social tech neve gamble she's absolutely heartbroken as well I mean, but especially her she's absolutely after yeah obviously like the successes that we had this year it's just been so good and like the, again like um you said the team the team's going to be the same like we were set for the same team like lacrosse like we had i think we only have three players leaving our first team so it'd be we were really really excited for a really good year but it is what it is i guess like the safety of the players and stuff has to come first because that's the thing, with the turnover of players, it's got to be so hard to continuously emulate the success if you just won a league. And obviously, you've maybe had, for example, you could have like five or six third years in one team. So I'd say in our first team at the moment, what would be our first team looking at for next year? I think it is like maybe 10, what will be third years. Like in my year, there was an influx of footballers, I don't know what it was but it just seemed to be a really good year and there's I remember doing the trials and there was eight or nine of us that are really good clubs and are really good footballers so obviously that happened and we have like when we came in in our first year a lot of us were freshers in the first team and and then even more now that, that have been moved up from the second team so when we yeah when we leave it's going to be I don't know it'll be a different team definitely like especially the starting 11 I'd say like maybe eight out of 11 are third years. All right, so now we've come to the latter part of the show, which is Ask Wellis. I don't know if you lot are familiar with how this works, but what it is is people sending their questions or jokes, pretty much anything. They send it into Wellis. Wellis puts it to you, and then we see we we sort of have a bit of a chat and see what you think about the questions or whatever's been sent in, really. So I'll hand it back over to you, Wellis, and uh, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, the first the first question is for Fred. Uh, oh God! Uh, obviously, it's not it's anonymous, but you can probably have a guess from. from. It's. Uh, okay. How do you feel about your nomination and does it prove that PSE is the most successful club? <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly, that's all. Um, before we start, yeah. how many, before you answer, how many do PSE are now on, the, on here? I do. Oh, it's, it's you did. not too bad. I, I thought like all of you did PSE, so I was uh, going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's very nice to be, uh, uh, to be nominated. Quite well, shortlisted, I don't know. Uh, it's just quite, yeah. I, I did quite a lot last year. I worked quite hard. Um, I think I played five different sports or something stupid. Really took advantage of the new membership uh, from the SC. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah, it's just quite a nice thing to be uh, recognised, I suppose. Um, and then obviously PSC has done quite well in the shortlisting. So I believe that is what this person is referring to. Um, <laughs> He's done quite well himself. Uh, I think you think you know who it is, don't you, by saying that? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all he ever said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. 
Next question is for Alice, and it also talks about your nomination as well for Sportswoman. So, obviously, congratulations to you both, and good luck to you both um, with the award. Uh, also, the question asks about your opinion on, obviously, last year's women's football. I know we talked about it a little bit, but uh, just going forward, obviously, with the coronavirus and lockdown and everything, how much of a disappointment it was to end last season the way it did, maybe not as much celebration. Uh, as you maybe you could have gone on to have, and obviously the disappointment of looking at next year and how much of a chunk of a season that we're going to miss. Um, obviously, thank you. Like I really didn't expect to be nominated. I did obviously. I feel like I had a better season last season, but because um, this one's been riddled with injury personally for me, so I feel like I spent quite a lot of time out. So to be nominated, obviously, is amazing. Like I feel like I started the season well, but then dropped off, uh, got injured like I think it was end of November and then had been out until like April and then like just as we were coming back yeah I played like the last game where we won the league but that was kind of it for me and then we we were robbed of um, playoffs like and I think I honestly think we could have won like the team we're up against I honestly honestly think we would have won. You only so, say, say robbed do you mean because of yeah, so we didn't get to play. So we didn't get to play the playoff game. So oh. it was decided on points within the leagues and who had done better in Southeastern One A compared to Western. Oh. And we and I'll be honest, I think our league is way tougher than theirs. Like we have some good people. Like that, like in Southeastern One A, like there's Brunel. We've got UEL as well. Like there's some decent teams, but Western, like the team that was at the top, like won all their games, but. I honestly think we could have beaten them, but it is what it is like. So we kind of we had to stay. Well, we were going to stay in Southeastern 1A again this year, which we were planning to win again and get promoted. But yeah, it is what it is. Like it's it's and it was a disappointing end to a really good season. And I think things like sports dinner and summer ball, like people have worked so hard all year, and they're really big events. And like I think that was the most disappointing come at such a bad time like we wanted to go to sports dinner we wanted like all these things that are going to happen but like and we'd worked really hard for it especially like see we did get to celebrate our league win but well both league wins even the futsal the week after but that was decided like on a the other team withdrew or something but like we got to celebrate that but then to be all together at sports dinner would be like the one last like well done but yeah here's what it is yeah, we had uh, Bex on last week, the sports yeah. press, and she, you know, she talked a lot about how she was really disappointed she couldn't finish her presidency, you know, with a varsity, which is yeah. so important to not just like financially the revenue, but you know, for, for for university, you know, for everyone who plays a sport, you know, like because of my course, I unfortunately haven't still been to a varsity, and it really done my head. This year was in cancelled. Could have actually have gone. So she would do what I did, mate. Just <laughs> Yeah, it's no. where the university comes together, though, isn't it? Because it's yeah. all points that go towards it at the end of the day. We obviously yeah. want to be through now. So it's it's one thing yeah. where everyone, like, no matter what team, what sport, whatever, everyone just gets together and just has the best time. So yeah, exactly. it's such a shame. 100%. Like, you just support everyone. Like, yeah. I've only, well, I mean, I'm going into my third year, so I've only done the away Brunel varsity, mm. which was insane, yeah, especially for football at six o'clock. But, oh. um, like... 
miss out on the home one. <laughs> yeah, so what we're saying we're gonna we're possibly gonna miss out on our home varsity. Well, we don't know that yet, but like we don't know what's gonna happen. Mm. I think we should have it. I think we should host it next year because we missed out. Mm. I yeah. think it should like carry forward. <laughs> Not a bad shout. It would be a good idea to obviously pass forward and obviously it's like sports dinner as well. Like, fantastic that would have been to finish off and your know, memories of it last year was was quite good you know, everyone else was good. I don't have any memories of it last year <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Jess question coming in for you now uh, captain of the team first of all how was it obviously being in charge of that type of team you said about losing your coach earlier on so how much did a lot of decisions fall on you as captain and also how did you feel as well? Like a lot of people have to look to you in certain game moments, making decisions. You know, if, if you're maybe behind, you feel like have you got to take the game on yourself, you know, to provide the motivation. Um, you know, I can only use the example of I think it was 2005, 2006, I can't remember. West Ham beating Liverpool, they're two and down. Steven Gerrard then just overtakes the game and completely uh, you know, captain leader legend as it, you know, he is. App, uh, won Liverpool single-handedly probably the FA Cup so do you ever feel like a lot of that responsibility was on your shoulders maybe make a game-changing moment um yeah like I I love being captain um I am a couple of years older than everyone so I'm like the mother of the team <laughs> so um or the granny depends how old you want to say I am <laughs> um but yeah no it was it was really good it was um it was tough because we did lose our, ca our coach halfway through and having lost our coach the year before as well. Um, I do a, co uh, a coaching course, so it kind of did fall on me anyway. Even if I wasn't captain, I, I still would have volunteered to sort of lead the sessions. Um, I was already leading one of our training sessions anyway. So then when he left, it was then both sessions that I had to do. So... It was tough, especially when you've got a lot of uni work going on and you're trying to sort of organise everything else in your life and then you're having to organise all the training sessions, the games, you're having to not play for yourself but play for the team as well. So it's, it is very difficult when you don't have that sort of outside opinion that's coming in because obviously I can always say my opinion, I've always got opinions. <laughs> um, but it, it's handy to have someone... Um, who sort of is, is on the sideline and is looking at the game as a whole perspective instead of just from my perspective. So it was, it was challenging, um, definitely learned a lot. <laughs> um, but no, it was good. And, the, and the, my team was so great. They, they helped out when they could. So we kind of, it got to the point where it was a bit too much. And I sort of asked for some people to maybe like lead one session or do first half and then someone else lead the second half, just so that everyone sort of had a bit of responsibility within the team and that it wasn't just down to one person at the end and that we we do it together as a team and we kind of like just bonded a bit through that so I think that was probably the best decision I think we made was actually to share the sort of responsibility of all of it but but yeah no it was it was good I enjoyed it. I suppose it's got to be hard because obviously like you said you lost your coach and you know they say that being a captain one of the good examples of leadership is also delegating so I suppose when that unfortunately happened to you, a lot of your senior members had to really pull together to strive forward. I mean, um, obviously we talked about uh, how cricket, uh, cricket unfortunately haven't had this season last year. Women's football had a lot of success. Uh, what was the success like in hockey this season, given that obviously you didn't exactly have that outside influence, like you said? Um, we actually did okay. Like we weren't expecting to 
get promoted. We were a fairly new team. We lost quite a lot of players from last year. So then, and then we had like quite a big influx of all the freshers. So we were a very new team. It did, it did get us, um, took us a couple of weeks to sort of gel with everyone, get used to sort of like how we all play and, and what kind of works for us well. Um, having a new coach, it was a bit touch and go with him. Um, but we kind of, we were sort of towards Christmas, we were sort of picking up, getting lots of wins and actually feeling quite good within ourselves. Obviously then when he left due to family reasons, like it kind of all went down a bit hill. Um, but it, yeah, it was, it was sort of just making sure, I think it got to the point where actually competition wasn't our main priority anymore. It was making sure that we had the girls turning up to training sessions, enjoying themselves, not taking it as seriously as we were before because I think it was just more sort of keeping the enjoyment factor there and that making sure that everyone was happy because I didn't want people going, going home after a training session or after, I know no one likes to lose a match, but when you're on a, on a way bus and you, you've got all, everyone still singing along, like dancing on the bus and everything, having a drink or two, whether you win or lose, it's still nice to see that people are still enjoying themselves. So I'd rather have that than, than us being a bit like, bitchy with each other about sort of not playing well or anything like that. Um, we had Michael Wood, who's um, from the men's hockey team. So whenever he could, he would come and take a training session or he'd come and help us on the sideline of a home match or something. So we've got a really good um, friendship and connection with the men's hockey. So it's is, it is really handy having them there with us as well. So they helped us out a lot this year, which is really, really nice of them. <laughs> there we are well thank you very much obviously uh, all of you for coming on this week and uh, for obviously coming out of lockdown I hope you all stay safe and uh, actually be able to go out and see people which is nice and obviously in this weather as well uh, we'll be able to uh, enjoy ourselves I think a lot more so thank you very much guys yeah, thank you well, I hope you yeah, put your sun cream on today Wellis because uh, we can't let that pasty Welsh skin get burnt can we <laughs> <laughs> Hey, just because the sun only comes out like two or three times a year here, right? <laughs> right. Oh, a year from here sounds like the exact same words then. <laughs> <laughs> it all kind of blends into one, really. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, thank, thank you, you guys, guys for coming on today. Hey, cheers. Hey, Stay safe, everyone.